I love boxing. And if you don't like me, you don't like your motherfucking self. Cause I like to get that kick. Damn. Yo, she ain't recognize your ass, man. Welcome. This is another edition of the Glassjaw Podcast. I have Dean here with me. No Adam today. Uh, this is going to be a podcast that's always changing. We're going to keep tweaking how the podcast goes and how um, we record it and what we actually do on the podcast. So we are going to take turns this time. I'm going to ask Dean some challenging questions and he'll ask me some challenging questions and we'll give each other our answers. Um, and you could chime in afterward with the comments or um, emails about what you thought and including a pretty cool uh, question at the end that I've got planned for Dean that he's not ready for. <laughs> All right, Dean. So why don't you go first? Uh, what is your first question for me? Well, why the fuck's it been so long since I've been on one of these? I'm fucking, I'm glad to be you back. You were on timeout. <laughs> you were on timeout. The, the last time we, the we heard from step. you. Yeah, you, you, you were placed on the naughty list. We had to give you a timeout. There were too many curse words. Uh, you insulted everybody's favorite fighter, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. All that. <laughs> so anyway. All right, first question. So who would you say like is modern boxing's Tommy Hearns in the sense of that they were they were a really good fighter like they held they held titles here and there but they always like came up short in the in the major fights well um do they have to have a rocket of a right hand no no just in the sense that you know the like that the maybe they got a super fighter too and that's where they just came up short they found the level and it just wasn't at the very elite level Okay, so let's rule out who it's not. It's not Andre Ward. It's not Carl Froch. It's not Floyd Mayweather. It must be Manny Pacquiao. And now, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not Manny Pacquiao. He did. Ha he did win some of those big fights that he was in. I'm gonna go with Arizlandi Lara. Now that I think about it, now, just because I don't think anybody truly fits perfectly. I mean, if you're listening, you might think of somebody better. But for me, I think it's Lara. He's got three tries against what you would probably consider really good competition. He got Canelo. He got Paul Williams. He got Vonis Martirosian, who was undefeated at the time. He considered a future world title holder. And he failed each time to either win or just be dominant and look like he won the fight. Um, he's got all the talent in the world, just like Tommy Hearns did. He's got all the physical attributes. He's got power. But... Each time, I don't think he's very impressive when he fights, when he's on, when he's fighting the top opposition. Who did you have? Um, I'll give you Lara as a very good pick, but you could argue the fact that he, he did lose two of them fights, and they were both really, really controversial. The Canelo and the Williams fight. Yeah. Uh, I had Amir Khan in the sense that I'm going to fast forward and say that there's no way right now that he beats Canelo Alvarez on May 7th and he lost to Danny Garcia as well. I don't know. The I, other I do... big stage was what? Prescott? <laughs> yeah. No, um, the third one will be when he loses to Cal Brook. Ooh, so you, you, man, you're just burying Amir Khan like for future stuff. He hasn't even done anything yet. I told you I'm back. It's my thing. Well, I, I mean, just to help your argument, I think the Prescott fight counts because 
that was a big stage. It was a Sky pay per view. And what was it? Was it an undercard or was it the headliner? I don't know. You got to tell me. I think it was the headliner. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was headlining. Uh oh, and that is no good because it helps your argument. Um, I'm gonna look it up though, just to be sure. I, I, I feel like it was an undercard. Wasn't it the undercard for um, a David Hay fight? Let's look. What back. was that? The card? Oh, actually, it may have been because. Oh, I'm shoot. pretty sure it, they, it they removed it from pay per view and put it on Sky Sports. Um, I mean, oddly, Harrison was on the fight. Was I mean, was on the card, but he was um, technically fighting a guy with ten losses. So I don't think that was the main event. Uh, Alex Arthur was fighting Nikki Cook for the WBO Super Featherweight. So that might be, you know, what the headliner was. But even so, that was a big stage for Amir Khan, and he failed. Yeah, it seems like he, 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 every time he gets his biggest test, he falls He falls a little bit short. I mean, he fell a lot short against Prescott, but with the Garcia one. and You could even say Lamont Peterson. It was a, yeah, a, I was going to say. That was like, another he, champion who had a title. All right, fair enough. Like Again, controversial, but he didn't, he didn't cover himself in glory in that fight, Khan. He didn't help himself. Right, and I know there's controversy from the Peterson fight, but he looked terrible in that fight. I think if you yeah. thought he won, that's fine, but you can't ignore the fact that Khan was literally running around the ring trying to avoid being on the inside with Lamont Peterson. That's really damning if uh, you're somebody who supports Amir Khan or you want to make the case against Khan here. Shout uh, out to SKB96. <laughs> See, this is why you weren't invited back on the podcast for a while. <laughs> All right, here's my question for you. Who is the Steph Curry of boxing? And if you don't know who Steph Curry is, I'm not even going to bother explaining it to you because, like, he's everywhere. His wife is everywhere. Um, it would be the equivalent of not knowing who Michael Jordan was when, you know, in the mid-'90s. Okay, so you know who Steph Curry is. You know what he's capable of and what he does. Who do you have as boxing's Steph Curry right now? Amir Khan. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's a, it's a really, really difficult question because it's hard to find somebody who's like as as all rounded, like as Curry is to basketball as somebody is to boxing. Uh, I mean, yeah, Curry checks off every box. That that's what I mean, and he's not a fighter out there that I feel really does that. That's that dominant. Maybe probably Andre Ward. Okay. Another Bay Area guy, he he's you know connected with Steph Curry. Given that they're you know the Warriors play in Oakland, Andre Ward is from Oakland. I Steph mean, Curry walked Andre Ward to the ring when he fought Paul Smith. Now that we're talking, that Ward is back, and in the sense that Pacquiao and Mayweather are both retired, if you're going to put him on a pound for pound list, he's the clear number one. He's he's got to be. He's just that far ahead of the competition. It's unbelievable. Like he does things that people four weight classes below him can't do it's just it's crazy you know so probably andre ward that's a good pick um i didn't think about that i i I think it kind of fits though though here's i didn't pick ward though and i'll tell you why and i think one of the things that really stands out with steph you know he really does check every box like he's he's like great in front of a camera his um you know his skill is off the charts but what what is the difference for Curry 
is that he's exciting to watch. Like he like his brand of basketball is like revolutionizing the league because it's fun. Um, and that's what Gennady Golovkin brings. Um, right now, it seems like he can do no wrong in the boxing public's mind. I mean, no matter who he fights, it's like he gets a free pass. Dominic Wade, I guess it's a good fight. You know, Wade is what? He has no losses or something? Yeah, well, he, that's fine. Um, when, it, when he's in the ring, he makes everybody look bad or scared or like they've never learned how to play defense. Um, you know, he, his offense is just unguardable just like Curry's like there's nothing you can really do to stop Curry he's he's gonna go in and do what he does and uh, the only way to really like I mean you hear people talk about well, okay how do we fix the NBA because it seems like Curry's having too easy of a time I mean he's making shots from half court on a consistent basis well let's move the three-point line back and for Golovkin the same thing happens where it's like how do we challenge him oh we make him fight bigger guys Andre Ward or James DeGale or Carl Frosch, somebody like that. I think that Gennady Golovkin is probably the closest thing we have to Steph Curry in boxing. And, you know, Golovkin's also pretty likable as a guy. But can you not argue that, say, Golovkin would be media, uh, playing for a mediocre team rather than playing in the elite leagues because he's not really, not really stepped up. He's fought David Lemieux, and that's about it. Uh, I mean... Yes. He's not doing it against the best. He's not in the playoffs. Well, the the the, the counter is like, who's he going to fight at middleweight? Like, who is that guy? Danny Jacobs, Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, uh, Saunders yes. doesn't look like Canelo. Can, well, can, it, Canelo needs to figure out what division he wants to be in. Like, I know that he wants to fight Golovkin at one fifty. He doesn't want to go to one sixty. Uh, I don't even factor him into the conversation until he wants to fight at full one sixty because I think. Golovkin's team will not be willing to fight Canelo until he goes to 160. Well, why? Because Sergio Martinez rarely fought at 160. He fought below it. That's not true. He fought below 160 once when he fought um, Miguel Cotto. But all of his other defenses at middleweight, Golovkin once comes he in became... What's that? Golovkin's come on under 160 a few times. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sergio Martinez Carl, certainly... Carl set the catch weight for Canelo, not the other way around. Right, and I, I think, um, you know, if we're going to compare... I mean, Sergio would have been perfect for the Curry comparison because he did it all. Um, yeah. And then he also had this thing of like, because Curry, what, what makes him so likable for a lot of people, you know, you, you rarely hear people dislike Curry, is that he's a little dude who figured out how to how to game the system. And Martinez did the same thing. He was a little guy who moved up from 154 because there were no fights there for him and figured out how to win at 160. And, you know, he had a long string of, of wins against, you know, you look at all the guys who were undefeated that he fought. Martinez, Chavez, Barker, Zurich, um, Williams had one loss at the time. Uh, he, you know, he was dominant and in an exciting style. I think that would have been a really good choice too in the past. Let's move on to the next question though. I think it's your turn. All right. With the terrible scorecard from Lloyd Scaife in the Thompson Ortiz fight in which he forgot there was a knockdown in the round, <laughs> should there be an upper age limit on officials in the sport? And if so, sh should there be an age where we require competency tests per okay. year? Okay, so let's, first of all, let's not forget that his scorecard at the time of the stoppage 
was 48 to 47 for Ortiz. Yep. Meaning that Thompson lost or won two rounds. How? Yep. Exactly. It How, Sway? How? <laughs> it wasn't even close. And this this is the this is the problem with it. How old is because he? 85. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. Like he lived through World War Two, eighty-five. Eighty-five years old. Eighty-five fucking years old, and that guy's judging. Right, and here's the thing. He said, and even though it was in jest, I may I may be going a little senile. No, it wasn't in jest. He was probably being serious. It's, yeah, he's being serious. Like, He's eighty-five fucking years old. Why is he? Re- why is he an official, a, a licensed official at eighty-five? Like, surely, you know. What I mean, most people can't even control whether they go to the bathroom at eighty-five, and this guy's fucking judging like top-level fights. Yeah, world title fight. Yeah. Um, it, a lot it, of the, a lot of the judges are quite old, though. If you are, are getting well to an age that you consider old isn't like isn't Moretti quite old and Ross was in her 60s and how old's Kazmarek and Roth look shout out first of all to David Grisman of Boxing Scene's article on um, Lloyd Scaife and the the scorecard of this whole thing it was a very good article you should read yeah, it great job um, but let me just read a paragraph and I think this uh, this basically sums it up Scaife still loves the sweet science. He was an amateur heavyweight boxer when, he's, when he was a teenager in Bakersfield, California. Now, here's the key. Prior to his time serving in the Air Force in Korea in the 1950s. Jesus. Work wasn't going well in California, and so he came to D.C. where he had relatives. He's been staying in the same house since 1962 and points to the improvements he made over the years. Okay, so... At 85 years old, I think it's a, you know, I don't want to like be ageist or whatever the word would be, but it's a little too old to be judging fights. Um, I mean, granted, they picked the perfect fight for him because it's not like these were fast punches. Yeah, it wasn't it's a like there was fight. a lot of activity. But at the same time, if you can't even do this right, you, you probably should not be judging fights at a world title level. Or at well, any level, you, really. You can have passion for something, but you, you must reach a point where it's like, okay, I'll enjoy it from a distance now rather than be actively involved in it. I mean, you can't. I don't think it's po- uh, it's possible to score that fight the way he did. It, it, it's just, there's no argument you can make for Thompson winning two rounds of that fight. And then, f- not on, on and top then of to that, miss the, a miss the knockdown. Uh, I, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is really suspicious, and we're not even gonna go with, uh, we're not even gonna go with foul play here. This is just, hey, uh, no good. Incompetent. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to call him incompetent because it may not be incompetence; it may just be age. But again, that's my point. Then there's got to be, an, this should be an upper age limit because you can't be judging world title fights at 85 years old. There's no way your eyesight isn't going to be the same as it was 30, 40 years ago. I think there needs you know? to be a test. And I think overall, yeah. there needs to be some overhaul of judging. And I, I don't think it's just limited to America or around the world, boxing sanctioning yeah, well, bodies at least in the world to, title. You fights. come to the UK when there's a match room 
when there's a matchroom event on and you've got the same guys, the same guys refereeing the fights and then judging the next fight. Yeah, those guys just, might be yeah. a little tired. Or then they referee and then they go down to judging. Like the they're, referee they're and working. then they judge and then, yeah, the alternate. And it's the same guys. You've got O'Connor and um, what's Ian his name? Lewis. Ian um, John Lewis. Uh, what's the uh, other guy? Uh, Victor yeah. Lachlan. Vic, yeah. Who, you know, one more works as, as a well. butcher in his part time. Um, yeah, so Foster, I think. Foster. Howard Foster. Yeah, there we go. There should be some sort of testing that goes on to make sure that these guys are, you know, in fit physical condition. I mean, we test fighters before a fight to make sure their health is all in, you know, all in line. Same goes for the referees. Same I don't know goes about for the judges. I don't know what it's like in America, but it's it's almost impossible to get into the sport as an official over here. It's just ridiculous. I've looked into it, and it is not easy. It's really, really, really difficult. And these. It just seems like there's so many things missing, you know, like things you'd expect to be there. Well, I think like, this goes to the um, the whole boxing doesn't really have a commission that like enforces rules the way any other sport does. So it's really like you got to know somebody. It's a good old boys club where if you're in, you're probably brought in by somebody else. And anybody else who's planning to come in, you better know somebody who's in the sport. Um, Pretty much. Because it's, it's okay. why you see very few new blood getting um, put in. You know, you don't see new judges in Britain. Mm, okay. So, again, let's get an answer to the question. Should there be an upper age limit and what on officiating in the sport? And if so, what should it be? Uh, I think it's – I don't think there should be an age limit so much as that. There has to be – Competence like, tests. Exactly. Like yearly competence yearly. tests. Because when you get to a certain age over here when you're driving – it might be seventy something. You have to do a yearly test to make sure, like, you're competent. I yeah, think. and that's just a safety thing. Like, yeah, if you're an old judge, you, you know, you could let something go on a little too long, and that could be the difference between somebody getting seriously hurt in the ring or not. I think I think we both agree yeah. on that point. So let's go with uh, my next question, which is, um, what would be a bigger upset than? or shocking result than Leicester winning Barclays Premier League. Go on, say that again. Say that name again. Leicester. <laughs> Leicester. That it's doesn't Lester. make any sense that it's Leicester. There's a C in there. <laughs> it's Leicester. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll... It's, it's spelled Leicester. 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 Leicester? Le <laughs> well, uh, can you say, what's the other one? Let me, let me just write it out for you. Let's see if you can. Can you say that? Worcester? <laughs> Worcester. The, the, you know that that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> well, like, there's a sauce and you call it Worcestershire sauce. Worcester? Yeah. Is that right? Worcester? Yeah. Worst, well, Worcester. But there's an H in there, like Chester. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Leicester winning the Premier League boxing equivalent. Because um, that, that's like completely unlikely. They were 5,000 to 1 at the start of the year to win it. Jesus. Yeah, and you couldn't get like further out odds. Like That was the absolute limit, and that was the... It's not going to happen. Fuck you. Put all your money on it. This this is a banker. You are giving us money. 
and guys have been cashing out like incredible sums of money, like a hundred grand. Who put the bet on at the start of the season? Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway, uh, boxing's equivalent. It's probably Deontay Wilder fucking unifying the titles. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at it that way, if you're gonna pick a guy who holds a belt in a weight class and you're gonna say, right, here's the obstacles you've got to run if you want to unify, and you've got a guy who's fought thirty something fights, his best wins over a guy who was seriously ill on the night, and he, his only fight that he didn't knock the guy out in Stiverne. He's had he's been forced to go all the way to Moscow to fight um, Povetkin, who's never been knocked out. And he's only I think his only loss was to Klitschko. And then, if he wants to unify, he's got to go through Anthony Joshua or Fury or Klitschko. Now, I would it's pick... a murderer's row of Yeah, I would pick him as the underdog in every single one of them fights, from Povetkin to Fury or Klitschko, and then... Joshua Wilder would be for me a significant underdog in every single one of them fights. So that that'd be like my equivalent. Well, mine is you picked like a whole thing, and I guess it fits more so because like it's not like that it was one game; it was yeah. an entire season. Um, I would pick Amir Khan beating Canelo because I I didn't think about it that way. I just wrote that. Um. Because, look, Khan has a deck stacked against him. He's smaller. He's got to come up and wait. He doesn't have the firepower. He certainly doesn't have the defense um, to deal with the guy who's going to pressure him, who's going to come after him and try to get him on the inside. Um, you know, a year ago, people probably thought Amir Khan's plan this right now in boxing is to get a big fight, cash out, most likely fight Kelbrook, and, um, you know, it still might be. But like for him to step in the ring with the guy that Canelo, that seems like that is his kryptonite. It seems like there's no way Amir Khan's getting past uh, Amir uh, Canelo, and I think the odds might reflect that. I mean, you could point to Khan's speed and say, well, you know, Khan has the speed that might be able to trouble Canelo, but I don't think so. I think this is a really difficult fight for um, Khan, and and you you know you could go with any sort of like, hey, Golovkin, Dominic Wade. Not quite, though. Um, I just don't think that that's as... Like, it. Like it's not like the deck is completely stacked. We don't know that much about Dominic Wade, but you know what? We know, because everybody thought they knew... We know enough about Golovkin. Yeah, we think we know enough about both Canelo and Khan to know that that's, like, not happening. Just like I'm sure everybody thought they knew enough about the Premier League and Manchester United and City and Liverpool and Chelsea that, yeah, Leicester is getting relegated. Yeah, you would have put him nailed on favourites to go down to be relegated to the championship this year. And if you don't know I, what relegated means, it means you get kicked out of the league and sent to a lower tier league, like the minor yeah. leagues, which is awesome. Like, if we could do that in boxing, that would be hilarious. <laughs> You're back to the amateurs. <laughs> All right, uh, my next question then. Uh, who is to- going to be top ranks next big star now that Pacquiao is retired? Well, it's look the 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 common answer here is going to be it's Crawford. Terence Crawford, right? 
Right. But are you sure? Like, no. really? Are Like, is anybody sure that Crawford... I, I think at some point Crawford's going to get more and more defensive as a fighter because the offenses of his opponents are going to get better. And Crawford is yeah, a skilled defender. Especially the big, the bigger the opponents he's facing because he's going up in weight classes. And if he goes to welterweight, then welterweights are going to hit harder than guys who were at lightweight. And the other thing that what re- what really made Pacquiao that Crawford doesn't have is that the guys he were facing, he was facing. That was some terrible grammar. Um, they had the offense that perfectly complemented him. Like, he was all offense. Well, guess what? Eric Morales is all offense, and so is Juan Manuel Marquez. You know, those guys made for fantastic fights with Pacquiao simply because... Juan Diaz. Yeah, because... Ricky Hatton. They, they just... It was like you, you, you added gasoline to fire every time. There's no guys that top rank has, and even if you look at the Golden Boy side, that are going to match up with Crawford that way. And those guys that can... Um, they're not going to be stupid. You're not going to see Matisse say, hey, I think this Crawford fight is going to be beneficial for my career. No, no, no. Um, Crawford's going to have a harder time. I think what's more likely for top rank is that their guy's going to be Oscar Valdez. I think Valdez has an all-action style. He kind of reminds me of um, the way Marquez used to fight, where Marquez could box, but he really was more interested in like knocking you out and like punishing yeah. you. And Valdez, he's he's able to speak both um, Spanish and English. Throws a lot of punches. He seems like a good guy. I think that's the guy who is going to most likely get his the best chance at, um, you know, getting a pay per view uh, deal. Who do you think? Ike Young. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head about that because Pacquiao is sort of like. He was always going to be like the star, the number one seller for top rank. And now he's gone. People were all, all thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be Crawford. It's going to naturally be Crawford. Pacquiao face Crawford. And then if Crawford beats him, it'll be like the hand of the torch. Never happened. And Crawford went on to fight Dieri Jean or June or whatever he's called. And it's, it's just not there. Like it's not happened. It's sort of stagnated. And although the talent is there for Crawford, and he's definitely a pound for pound fighter, he's just not he's not like marketable on that big of a level yet. Yeah, uh, yeah and I, think I think you're probably right about Valdez. And and Valdez has the better pool of opponents. You know who does yeah, who's Crawford going to fight? Like he's going to beat everybody. Let's like that's that's not even what we're talking about. Because I don't even think has, he's that him. good. I think Matisse was just shot yeah if for lack of a better word shot and no, Matisse, it, i mean matisse was rocked by pretty much the first punch um john molina hit him with yeah so it you know a lot of people are trying to make a big deal about a postal's win over matisse and selchuk i but really put that in perspective i think even if and let's just assume that that is a great fight and an even fight for crawford who else is there though benavides it's Crawford. just not there. It's just not there. Unless he steps up to welterweight and immediately starts. But who starts did they have at some... welterweight? I mean, Bradley well, yeah. and Vargas, that's it. That's it. Because I was going to say maybe it's Tim Bradley, maybe it's going to be Jesse Vargas, but they've got each other and that's it. Yeah. So the, the welterweight pool at top rank doesn't look very deep right now. Um, and Jose Ramirez's poor performance against Manuel Perez, like that really, really set them back because Ramirez was looking like an all action, like welterweight draw in the future 
Um, Valdez has a, has a lot to work with on the top rank side. He's got Lomachenko and Walters for one. And those are both going to be interesting fights because those guys are willing to be offensive. Um, can, he, you make even can you make Lomachenko a star? Um, I don't think so. Small? I don't think you can. I, he might be too small, but I think more so. I don't think Lomachenko's uh, personality is going to going to connect with people because he seems like he's just driven to win titles, and that's it. Like he's not interested in making things personal. He's not interested in anything other than winning. He's a legacy fighter. Yeah, and and that just isn't going to sell. Crawford you, Crawford will have a better chance at being sold to fans undefeated than Lomachenko because oh well that that too. Um, but it's just that Crawford has some personality. Like he, he, like he legitimately wants to hurt guys because of what they say. Whereas Lomachenko's like, I just want their title. It's like, okay, well, you know, Cuenca just wants a title too. <laughs> uh, let me give you a question. All right, go ahead. What division would make for the best Super Six style tournament, and which division? Uh, and who would you pick to win it? Um. Right. So. Before I answer that, in what context are you asking me the question? Are you asking in fan appeal or are you asking for like excitement fights? Uh, the combination if, that brings fan appeal, the best fights, and has the highest level of skill. And I think most importantly, where there isn't a clear favorite. So it's actually going to be competitive, you know, because if you do... Um, you know, super middleweight or middleweight. It's like, well, Golovkin's likely going to beat all of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue. Uh, if if we're going for fan interest as well, then I'd probably argue heavyweight or welterweight. Probably heavyweight because Klitschko has been shown to have weaknesses, and he's been shown there's there's a blueprint there how to beat him now. It's lateral movement. If you can incorporate that into your style, then you're going to give him a tough fight. And Fury displayed that. And then you've got Fury, who a lot of people say still doesn't have a chin. And if you can catch him, he's going to go. And then you've got That's Joshua. Who people... Nobody has a chin. Yeah, he's Joshua. Who people say he's unproven. He's 16 fights in, and he's got a he's got a belt that he shouldn't really have. But he, you know, he's now there in contention. You've got Povetkin, who's very very strong like he's a strong guy Especially all when he fights in russia yeah I mean, he's all his only loss was to klitschko and that was at a time when klitschko was just completely dominant but povetkin's still a top tier opponent at his weight class and wilder holds a belt and he's got this he's got this reputation for being a knockout artist i think how many are we up to now five and then you could probably add in um uh but joseph parker yeah, I was gonna say maybe Park, the winner of Parker or Takam. I mean, you, you have Pulev too. You know, Pulev's good or Luis Ortiz. Yeah, Kubrat Pulev, Luis Ortiz. Actually, yeah, Luis Ortiz would probably be my guy. You got a, a very tricky southpaw who, who's a very dangerous puncher, and you know he's beat guy like Bryant Jennings, who's a decent decent level gatekeeper, I guess. But if we were talking. For my like fantasy fights and my matchups, it'd definitely be cruiserweight. That's that's actually the one that I was gonna pick. I didn't pick yeah. cruiserweight, but I looked at that and I was like, mm, I don't like. I just couldn't look at like five and six because I got the first four and it was like, yeah, this is this is gonna be good. But five and six just it kind of dropped off for me. Well, 
Who did you have as your four? Glavatsky, right? Obviously, Glavatsky, Lebedev, Jazal. Lebedev, Hook. Uh, I did. I actually don't even know if I had Hook in there. He wasn't in the top Mikabu. four. Um, the top four was definitely Jazad, um, Glavatsky, Lebedev. Lebedev. I, yeah, no, I did have Huck. I did have Huck. Um, Huck, then you've got Bradis, Makabu, Jazad, Usk, Cunningham, Mackenzie, Ramirez. Is it like you said a while back? It really is like the Wild West in that division. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's not like a standout guy. And nobody has fought anybody except for Glavatsky, who's beaten Huck, but. That's and they're going to put Glavaski against Dusk. They've just announced that today, and that's that's an incredible fight. And it's just a it's a shame. It's a weight class that people don't really give a shit about. Well, I'll do my best to build up some hype, at least on yeah. the sub. <sighs> uh, but that is a good fight, you know. Alexander Usk is uh, he's a, signed with the the Klitschko's. He he tried is you know what he's trying to do. He's a gold medal winner. Um, and he's really he tried to take the Lomachenko route of winning a world title as quick as possible. Now he's not stupid because his world title fight will likely come in his tenth fight and not his second. So it actually puts him at a you, far better chance at actually winning a world title. You could probably do a really really good one at super middleweight, but again, the winner of it is never going to be at like a, an Andre Ward level when he did it because yeah. he was he was elite level and the competition he had was like he had Carl Froch and Mikel Kessler in that competition and um he had Arthur Abraham who was a lot younger and a lot more active if you you could do it now with um say Ramirez DeGale Smith um Chudinov Jack maybe Durrell that that'd make for a good one but again it it wouldn't have the same it wouldn't be as big as the one that had Frotch, Ward, Kessler, Abraham, Taylor. It's just, so probably my probably heavyweight if we're going for fan appeal and personal like personal choice would be cruiserweight. I think mine. Um, I, I try to look at what would do both, and that is completely wide open. You know, because I want I want a tournament where you're like, hey, I have no clue who's gonna win other than who I like. And so I looked, I, I picked super featherweight. You have Uchiyama, who's been the long-reigning champion, but he's getting old. You have Francisco Vargas, who just came out of a war with Takashi Mura. Um, and we actually don't even know how good Vargas is. Like, you know, yeah, he, he took just as yeah. much as he gave. You have Nicholas Walters. That's three. Javier Fortuna, who's Four. a big punching guy. You have Jose Pedraza. Pedraza, five, yeah. looked fantastic. Um, you have Lomachenko who's coming up for Walters, so you can throw him in if you want. And then you have Mura if I'd, you don't want to put Lomachenko in. I'd throw Salido in. You could throw Salido in, but I I don't really like. But I mean, you could go eight in this division. You can go Uchinoma, yeah. Vargas, Walters, Mura, Fortuna, Pedraza, Lomachenko, and Salido. I mean, I'd even like to see Steven Smith get in there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of talent depth in that division. And Again, it's just a big shame that it's a smaller weight class. And, and which one of these fights that, if you look at, is not going to be entertaining to watch? Um, you know, Pedraza Walters has that don't blink feel where, like, these guys will box on the outside, but you know that if they catch the other guy, they might go. Yeah. Lomachenko yeah. versus Pedraza. You know, Lomachenko throws a ton of punches. So that one is tricky. I think Fortuna P Pedraza Fortuna, is probably the Fortuna's worst fight that you can make. 
but Fortuna is, is dangerous. He's a southpaw. Yeah. He he's tricky. Uh, but I mean, any combination of Uchiyama, Vargas, Mura, Walters, that's dangerous. And Fortuna, like the first five that I had mentioned, that's a dangerous combination no matter how you do it. And if like you look, I don't know who the favorite is. Who would you pick to win that one? A super featherweight. Holy. Probably Lomachenko. I think he could outbox everybody, but can yeah, he walk through he... both Vargas and Mura? No, he's not walking. He's not the type of fighter to walk through anybody. He's the type of fighter who will just... I'm not really big on amateur records, but that is that is the exceptional one. Where he's I... like 396 with one loss, and he avenged it multiple times. Double-weight uh... world champion. He, he's, he's obviously got a ridiculous skill set, Lomachenko. I, th- I do think he'd be able to outbox comfortably everybody in in a Super Six tournament. He'd be he'd be the Andre Ward of his division in a Super Six. I I, I like Pedraza's chances. I think he would more likely because um, I think if Lomachenko enters, he, Andre Ward was the underdog. Nobody thought he'd win in the Super Six, um, and I think Pedraza would be the kind like everybody would count him out because like, what do you do that can't, somebody can't do better? Like, oh, you box. Well, guess what? Lomachenko's in this tournament. So, not really. But Pedraza looks like he's got a lot more power than Lomachenko. And I think he's quicker as well. Um, not necessarily like, uh, you know, he punches faster, but he's got that first step that Lomachenko doesn't have that um, Smith kept getting caught by. Now, granted, Pedraza's got some flaws that we could talk about another time. But I think um, certainly heavyweight is a crazy division to host a tournament in. Cruiserweight is wild. And so super featherweight. Um, let's move on to the next question. I think it's your turn. Yeah, this is, this is my last one anyway. Um, should maybe even top rank? Should any promoter really bother trying to try to break big in China again, or in that eastern area again after the the whole Yang and Zushiming trial and they both lost and then they didn't really have a, a major fight for Pacquiao when he went over there. He had Brandon Rios when he was fighting Macau. And then they had that um they had that high noon thing back in the nineties when they tried to run an event in Hong Kong and it just went tits up and never happened. And that's like three times they've tried to maybe even yeah, three times they've tried to run events over in that that part of the globe and it's just really not not worked out for them. Should they, do you think they should um should keep trying to run events over in that that section anymore? I think it can be done, but they have to realize that this is like a twenty year plan that it will not pay off within a for the next decade or so. I think the focus has to be on getting enough little kids interested in the sport yeah. so that yeah, they'll take up boxing. Throw- you can't just throw a domestic level fighter in a world title fight because that's what they tried to do exactly with um, Ig Yang against Cuenca. They brought a guy in who thought, oh, this guy, he's had like, he's had 40, he has 47 fights uh, at a domestic level in Argentina. He can't punch. You know, we've got Yang who's just going to run at him and he's going to go straight through him and it never happened. He actually got dropped by the guy who can't punch and ended up losing the title fight. And, you know, they've not been back since. It's 
I think it's like you said, it has to be a long term plan. You can't just rush or force something like that, try to break a market of a billion people. Because if you if you if you, it goes wrong, then they're not going to come back time and time and time again. If you're putting on bad shows or you know you try to market something as a home fighter is getting and consistently getting beat, people aren't going to buy that. Yeah, you I mean, do need to build it up. You need you need like the chat like a Chinese domestic level at least, or like an, an East Asian domestic level that sells around that part of the globe rather than just trying to force events in Macau or Hong Kong or China or surrounding areas. I think they need to take a page out. See, Britain has like 12 world titleists or 11 right now. Um, and what what was a big change, I think, for Britain was hosting the Olympics because it got them serious about the amateur program. And, you know, we saw some British fighters win um, gold medals, whether they deserved it or not. Um, and I think that was a big step in the right direction because now we have not only do we have British world champions, we have a lot of prospects that look very good. And um, that kind of emphasis on the on the amateur program is what will at least build a, a foundation, like a starting point. And I think that's what they need to do. Um, you could do you could host some world title fights there, but it better be some good fights. You know, Mira's next fight should be there against somebody who's going to punch. You know, Mira Walters over there, that might do it. Um, and then with Ick Yang on the undercard and give Ick Yang a guy he can knock out. That's the kind of thing that'll, that'll work. Um, Shimming, the, the problem with Shimming is that he's not yeah, exciting he's not to exciting. watch. And that's not going to work. Uh, let's see. So I was, um, the next question, this is the last one. So I just saw this graphic today. It was showing the results of um, WWE's draft in 2002 uh, where they split up the roster into two separate shows. So I was thinking, why don't we do that? So let's look at the top 50 that I've made and I posted today on my website, Sunday Puncher. And, um, you know, he's got guys, you know, pretty much all the top 50 fighters in the sport based off of their performance in the last two years. So with that said, why don't you go first? You, you'll be Ric Flair and I'll be Vince McMahon. <laughs> Hopefully not, not blading as much. <laughs> Let, please right. no and uh i'll keep track and then we'll see who's we'll we'll post our rec, our rosters after and you'll tell us listener who's got the better roster so with the All first right. pick um what are we, we're basing this on better roster as in like the better fighters or the more marketable fighters or a combination of both a combination of both both All like right. who's who, who do you want to be in charge of i'm taking my boy i'm taking canelo first pick canelo yep wow you know you, you could have picked, taken brock lesnar you could have taken anybody and you take canelo yeah simply because I, I didn't pick lesnar i picked the rock canelo will canelo's got the star power he's a draw whether he wins loses or draws and that's that's been shown you know people still wanted to watch him and buy him after the mayweather loss he's still young you know he's it doesn't matter whether he's got belts or not people are gonna want to watch him fight well fair enough so with my first pick on the smackdown brand i will take tyson fury you motherfucker i knew that was coming as well motherfucker because look fury's a heavyweight champion of the world 
who doesn't want a piece of him? Look at the, the pool of opponents that he has. Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko rematch. He's got Deontay Wilder, Alexander Povekin, Joseph Park. The list goes on. Fury's set for life. He's entertaining. Um, certainly more entertaining uh, than uh, Canelo. Really, like, Canelo doesn't speak English. Fury does, and he speaks a lot. So I'm going to go, and he, he'll forever be known as a guy who punched himself in the face. He'll always be talked about. I'm going with Fury. All right. Okay. Second pick. I'm picking my Lesnar, and I'm going with Anthony Joshua. Wow. That that seems, if like, if ever there was a response pick, that's it. Anthony Joshua. And, and basically, you, you want somebody to fight my guy? Yep. Okay. That's the guy. Well, I just want you to know my guy's going to beat your guy <laughs> because my guy can box and he happens to be my guy have, have a growing problem him. and not uh, uh, never mind. I'm going to shut up. Okay, fine. Anthony Joshua. You know who I'm going to take with the second pick? I'm going to go with Gennady Golovkin. Now, I know that you're not too impressed with this, but if you're going to take Canelo, I want the guy who mm. Canelo says he wants to fight and most likely will lose to. You're 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 on the clock. Please don't pick I'm not ruined wrong. <laughs> I was gonna pick many often. Um I'm picking Andre Ward as number three. Uh, I'm taking Ward. You know that's my guy. Yep. That one hurts. He can come over to Raw, he can come over to Premier Brand. Okay, well, Given that I don't you, even I don't even need to give a reason why I'm picking Ward. It speaks for itself. He's that good. Okay. Well, look, I'm not gonna go with the guy that Ward is likely gonna fight because you know what? Ward's gonna beat that guy. So you can take the guy who Ward beats. I'm gonna go with Roman Gonzalez. Now I know, I know, Roman Gonzalez is probably never gonna headline a pay per view, but he adds some prestige to my brand because guess what? He ain't gonna get beat anytime soon. So there's that. Uh, why don't you make your next selection? I'm guessing mm. you're going to go with Jamal Charlo. <laughs> no. I will pick Danny Garcia. Ooh, Danny Garcia. Um, Danny Garcia almost lost to Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah. But the same Danny Garcia that's not got any weaknesses. He's, have... a, he's No, he's, he's got... He's not got any weaknesses. He's like his, his attributes are all like a solid, say like a B or a B plus. He's not really elite at anything, but he's not. He's also not like shit at anything. Yeah, I mean that's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. Um, I'm gonna go with my next pick, and that is of course Carl Frampton. Now I know you're not the biggest fan of Carl Frampton because he beat your guy Scott Quigg yeah, yeah, in yeah, Manchester. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly why I'm picking him. We may as well have been in fucking Belfast. There was nobody there. Are you kidding me? Was it Frampton was getting booed? Yeah, it was only because Hearn hired a fucking marching band in one corner of the arena. Well, like, I mean... For real, he hired a band to make some noise because there was that many fucking Irish people in the arena. Are there a lot of Irish people in Britain in general? Well, there isn't, there isn't. I mean... If you if you go to a United game and I, I know the same like Liverpool games as well, you will meet a lot of Irish guys because it's easy to just come over on the ferry for the day. It's like it's like an hour, a couple of hours oh, okay, on the ferry just to come over. 
Um, yep, you're I on will, the clock. I will go with Leo Santa Cruz. Ah, oh, come on now. You're trying to corner the Mexican market? Oh, I've only got two. True. I have none. And you can argue that. Uh, it's well, not is, a racial thing, Is Santa thing, Cruz American? Uh, if you've heard him yeah. speak English, probably not. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Leo Santa Cruz simply because I think if I'm matching him against your guy, he's the perfect guy to be Frampton. Okay, okay. He's not going to beat him. But So now that you've done <laughs> that, he's not going to beat him because he's not going to fight him. I'm not letting it happen. I'm, I'm definitely going to stick to the tradition of Carl Frampton. Uh, my next pick will be the guy who ultimately beats um, Canelo in about three years. Maybe two. Terrence Crawford. Enough said. Your turn. Eh. Okay. I will pick... I'm going to guess your pick now. You're going to go with Badu Jack. No, I'm going to go same weight class, and I'm going to pick James DeGale. James DeGale. Uh, that's not a bad pick. He's an Olympian. He's he's the only well, he's the first Brit to win an Olympic gold medal as well as a world title, and I think he's the strongest in his division. I think he's going to unify against Badu Jack. All right, all right. Well, if you want to take James DeGale, you've left me no choice, but I will take <laughs> Sergey Kovalev. <laughs> And, you know, it, it's a shame that Kovalev, I had to wait this long to take Kovalev, but guess what? I'm, I'm willing to take the loss to Andre Ward. I'm, I'm willing to do it. Because guess what? I have a win over Bernard Hopkins. You're on the clock. Okay, I will take... Calbrook. I knew it. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Because there's always going to be that Khan fight to fall back on. Because Brook, Brook can face his mandatories and he can do this and that and he can, well, he, he, he can sell cards out. That's been proven. He could sell Bramall Lane, which is Sheffield United's football ground out, easily. He could probably do Wembley with Khan. It's always there. Like the Wembley that Carl Froch fought in? <laughs> yeah, the Wembley in front of 80,000 people at Wembley. Okay, it, that's not even the biggest stadium, though, right? Isn't like the no, it's the biggest in England. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, then you've left me no choice. I'll have to go uh, and um, pick. I hate to say it, Lomachenko, because I know I'm not losing now. <laughs> Your turn. Uh... Is it time for Ruin Wrong? Not yet. <laughs> I will pick... And... Some trepidation with this. Rigondeaux. He's not on the list. Oh, we're doing the top 50. Fuck, right. Forget Rigondeaux then. <laughs> uh... Wait, is... Lomachenko on the list? Yeah, Lomachenko's on the list. I had to edit him in because I messed up and accidentally put somebody who I shouldn't have put on the list. Can I edit Rigondeaux in? Um, Why would you want Rigondeaux on your list? Because <laughs> he beats Lomachenko. Um, 
Right, I'm gonna go you with. You can convince him to fight. I'm gonna go with Adonis Stevenson. Ooh, not a popular pick. Not a popular pick at all. Not a <laughs> yeah, popular no, but pick. When I launch my brand Snapchat, he's already got that on lock. Anybody who's got Stevenson on Snapchat knows about that. So, you know, Andy beats Kovalev. Uh, possibly not a popular thing to say. <laughs> um, That's the part of the show. With my next pick, I'm going to take a, a pretty shocking pick here. I'm going to go Deontay Wilder. He's popular. Yeah, There's no gonna... way around that. He's, he's, he's popular. And I have Tyson Fury. And, so we're on eight each. Yep. And, and having Fury and, and Wilder is like having... Angle and The Rock on your roster. It, the matches just make themselves. You're up. Okay, I'll take Naoya anyway. Oh, good. Well, at least you're taking somebody that nobody's going to watch. Yeah, basically, sort of the Christian of wrestling, but whatever. All right, fine. You want to take anyway? I was going to take anyway like last just because I like him. With my next pick, I'm going to take Vladimir Klitschko. I'm a little heavy on heavyweights. Dude, he's ancient. You can fucking keep him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so was Hogan. But there he was drafted. Who's who's the Benoit of this list? Is is this Stevenson? Does anybody come close? It's got to be Stevenson because tearing up an auto body shop as Terrence Crawford has probably doesn't qualify him to on this list I think Stevenson's crimes are far worse um, you're up I'll take Keith Thurman oh Keith Thurman yep fine fine that's a good pick Keith Thurman okay um, I can match him against at least two of the guys I've got so well, he doesn't beat my Possibly guys. Three. Do I have anybody at welterweight? I don't think I do. I should take a welterweight. Um, or I could just drain somebody. I think for my next pick, I'm going to go with Lee Selby. <laughs> Look, you need there some mid-carters. You need some mid-carters. Speaking of guys who don't sell, you give me shit for in a way. Yeah. Hey, hey, this, so he's, he's popular in Wales. Wales? How, how many people live in Wales? It's not that many. Well, I wouldn't know. Is that, not is, that many, dude. Really? It's, it three, looks like uh, a big country. Three million. Wait, 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 wait. Are you kidding me? Three million people live in... In Wales? In Wales. That's a whole country. Only 3 million? Yep. I think there's more than 3 million in Los Angeles. There's over 5 million in Scotland. And 53 million in England. And that was the 2011 census. Wow. All right. So here's who I've got on my roster. I got Tyson Fury, Golovkin, Roman Gonzalez, Sergey Kovalev, 
Vladimir Klitschko, Terrence Crawford, HBO, HBO. Lee Selby, and Vasily Lomachenko, and Deontay Wilder. Like, who do you have that is going to top my guys? I have Canelo, Joshua, Andre Ward, Danny Garcia, Leo Santa Cruz, DeGale, Cal Brook, Adonis Stevenson, Inouye, and Thurman. I, I'm just going to point something out to you. It seems like you like a certain type of fighter. If you look at your list, um, there's something plenty of, like most of those guys have in common. Go on. I'm not going to say it. That's for the listeners to figure out. But you have a certain leaning. Uh, and so we will type these guys up and we'll put our lists on there. And you can tell us who has the better roster thus far. And then we'll see who does better throughout the year. I think it'll be my guys. Although I did Re- pick guys that oh, might end up fighting. Really? Really? Yeah. Who's 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 Wilder losing to? Pavetkin. Well, um, who's Frampton <laughs> losing to? Who? Frampton. Leo Don't Santa Cruz. Me. He's not going to fight Leo Santa Cruz. Who's who's Crawford losing to? Who's Crawford fighting? Well, exactly, because he'll just beat him. Who's who's Ward losing to? It's not going to be your guy. Well, come on, Ward. Let's let's. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, Ward is is Come basically on, the Hogan of WCW here. He's going to book how his finishes go. Well, fucking Ward, don't leave him till pick number five. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, he doesn't sell. There were guys that sell more than Ward. And plus, you, no. you threw me off. You threw me off when you, when you picked Joshua. I had to, I had to go into reaction <laughs> mode. All right, thank you for listening to this version of the glass shop podcast this podcast will return eventually new coat huh that's nice did you buy it yeah right you seeing that bitch motherfucker again you know what i'm talking about that slick back patty with all the gold in his mouth don't try to play me for yesterday's fool Cause I slap your ass into the middle next week. Adjourn your asses.